We always enjoy our conversation with Scott Beck, the CEO of Beck Ventures. He's been telling us for the last several years about this multi-billion dollar plan to build out Dallas Midtown. He's, of course, involved in the Trophy Club, Town Center. He always does big things, but now he's going back to his roots and building apartments. Scott Beck, CEO of Beck Ventures, joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thanks for having me again. So, so, to, so to tell me, so tell me about it. Uh, I thought it was single-family housing. Everybody was tired of living in apartments and had to run from the COVID. But there's still demand out there for apartments, huh? Uh, there's actually a really big demand for apartments, um, and and specifically uh, in Texas and uh, in, in North Texas, uh, a lot of influx of. You know, people trying to escape the Northeast, trying to escape, you know, what you'd probably call the blue states uh, for more favorable taxes in some of the red states, uh, certainly at the center of the country uh, here and in the DFW Metroplex and in Dallas. And so what what we wanted to do is get back to to our roots as a company from, you know, over four over four decades ago and and really start to to build some of this housing. But. You know, instead of it just being the garden style housing that that we did, uh, really the the more of the upscale type A um, housing and and workforce housing uh, for uh, for the the men and women that are that are moving here from from all over the country. You know, and and, what, and affordability too. And that's the thing: is single family houses, homes are getting priced out of. Uh you know, priced out of the, the, the range for the average person. But are you going to build, would you build the same apartment today that you would have built pre-pandemic? Are there different demands on, on housing now? Well, it, it's interesting. It's a good question. I think that, you know, when we look at it, uh, the the consistent theme in apartments was uh, smaller square footage with more outdoor space. And now you look at What's happened here more recently with a lot of people, uh, including, you know, as you and I were, were talking uh, earlier uh, today, uh, moving into a home office. So I think, you know, we'll be slightly larger with with our uh, with our bedrooms and our space interiorly uh, in these in these apartments. And pre pandemic, it was really kind of a, a, a continued movement towards towards smaller units and t- smaller spaces. Yeah, the idea was nobody was spending, spending any time in your apartment and you have, you have big workout areas and common cooking areas and dining areas and pools, and I guess that's going to take a while to get get back comfortable with that. Yeah, and I think it actually goes beyond getting comfortable with it. I think really what, what people are recognizing, and, and certainly I'm recognizing it myself, is uh, you know it's kind of fun to uh, to be able to work out of, out of your house or, or, uh, or where, where you live. Uh, certainly, instead of instead of dressing up in a coat and tie, you can wear your warm ups uh, to work and, and be on a Zoom call. And so, I, I feel like that that might be a trend that continues to permeate. Uh, but certainly, we're hearing from larger companies, uh, whether it be announcements like like Google just made and others, that that they intend uh, you know people need to start moving back close to to where they work, um, even though they've been gone for a while, and uh, and start to think about. Uh, coming back to the office. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think that, that things will get back to, to normal again. But in the interim, uh, the this housing uh, component, especially in North Texas and with people moving here, uh, really is, really is, there's a need. 
So I got to ask, I want to get back and talk about these in a minute, but I got to ask you about Midtown. Everybody was so excited about it. You know, you started clearing land. Everything was fine. You had some tenants that were all set up, and then COVID hit. Where do you stand with Midtown? Well, we're still standing in the same place that we uh, that we were before, so we're, we're ready to move forward, um, albeit uh, we're still actually waiting for the sanitary sewer line for the city of Dallas to put in the sanitary sewer line, uh, which is just west of, of the property over by the Galleria. So that was all teed up and ready to start, and, and COVID hit and kind of everything, uh, everything kind of halted. Uh, permits with the city – um, uh, just, you know, uh, whether, whether it be the, the movement of, of personnel and, and companies willing to relocate. Uh, and fortunately now though, what's happened is, is that, uh, things are starting to open back up. I mean, we, you know, we're hearing that, uh, sometime this summer in July or August, we may re- reach herd immunity, um, in the DFW Metroplex and, and in the broader, broader state of Texas, I guess that's still yet to be seen, but, um, you know, we're, we're really optimistic um, as the year progresses, I guess you'll need uh, at least for commercial. You need some lead tenants, and and as you're prove about to prove, if you can build housing, I think they will come. Absolutely, and and the housing that uh, that we're going to be doing, getting back to our roots, is is the workforce housing um, and the uh, surface parked type housing that are in secondary and tertiary markets. So for example, in, in Allen and Saxe and Garland, um, and these are all areas that surround Dallas, right. uh, as opposed to, you know, the upper upscale apartments that we're looking to build, uh, within, within Midtown, uh, which are, you know, not too dissimilar to what you would see in, in downtown Dallas and the uptown area and, and surrounding areas around there, which are really these, they like to call them the Texas wraps, yep. uh, which are which is the the retail on the ground floor in the center of the building. You've got the parking garage and then you've got apartments all surrounding that parking garage, uh, either with, you know, an amenity deck, uh, pool, fitness, all of that really within the same building. Yeah, that is the formula, isn't it? Well, during the interim, uh, we've seen a lot of inflation beginning to show back up lumber has just gone through the ceiling, and copper prices are going up. The cost of construction is going up, isn't it? Uh, well, the cost of construction in terms of the, the labor um, actually has flattened. Uh, but certainly lumber prices, uh, we've, we've seen skyrocket. So it's, it's really quite an interesting thing because if, if you've got the opportunity to use light-gauge steel um, and, uh, and other building products as opposed to lumber – there, there starts to be a, a cost-benefit analysis that has to be made related to, to those types of, of construction materials. But I think on par, you know, we were seeing uh, prior to the pandemic um, double-digit growth year over year in prices. And so what, we're, what we've really seen is, is prices have, have fallen and or stabilized in most of the trades. So that's certainly positive. And then obviously, uh, in addition to that, the cost of construction – as it relates to interest expense, because most all of these projects are, are built with debt, you know, has, has certainly gone down tremendously, several hundred basis points. So, so that certainly helps in terms of the overall cost of construction. 
um, and, and and can certainly help related to you know any hard cost construction costs that have gone up. So you joined with another group. You've got uh, Anthem Dallas, and you're in where? Saxe and is it Garland? Saxe, Garland, um, and and other other markets. We already have um, several several projects. I should say land under contract, which would represent close to fifteen hundred units. Um, and and the new company, which is a Beck Ventures company, is called Anthem Development. It's actually quite a fun story, in terms of getting back to our roots, in terms of how who we've partnered with, uh, with Ross Frankfurt and Will McNutt, and, uh, and and those are great guys. And, and I'm happy to talk to you about that also if you're, if you're interested. Well, I, I I do. I understand that there's a a generation jump as their your two fathers were working together on on similar projects back a few decades ago. Right, and actually, it's 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 my father and Ross's grandfather. Good night. So, so that's that's how far back it goes. My father's lineage was uh, actually coming from from Miami, Florida, almost fifty years ago to work for Trammell Crow. And when he left his first apartment on Oak Lawn called the Bannisters, uh, he actually bought from Ross's grandfather, David Frankfurt. Uh, and then subsequent to that, uh, Ross's grandfather, David, it was really, really a nice thing. He mentored my father in teaching him the business. So here you go, uh, almost three and a half decades later, uh, the grandson, uh, who was interested in going out on his own, actually turns around and, uh, and is now partnered with us in a joint venture company. <laughs> Uh, to build apartments. That's and outstanding. So, and so, so we're getting back to our roots and, and where we were. And, and clearly, we no bridges were burned along the way. That's so. When, let me ask you quickly. So, when does the dirt start flying? So, uh, on on these projects, we we look to get uh, uh, one or two of our projects started uh, during the summer uh, and into the fourth quarter. So that'll be about uh, about six hundred fifty units between the two projects. And, uh, you know, it'll be a programmatic build. Uh, one of the really interesting things in terms of how, how this company is set up versus what we traditionally do um, is that this company will actually have third-party capital. So although we're the general partner, Anthem Development, they'll actually be third-party investors, uh, whether they're funds or family offices that actually have the opportunity to invest alongside with, um, uh, with the background we have, which is, you know, at this point, in terms of the personnel in the company, uh, almost a you know, yeah. two and a half centuries of of uh, experience building this stuff and, and creating returns and, and creating value for uh, uh, for ourselves, uh, we're going to start doing that for the investor community. Sounds great. I think I can hear the adrenaline flowing. I know you're ready to go, Scott Beck. Oh yeah, Scott Beck, CEO of Beck Ventures. Look, we wish you all the best and and thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Always fun to be with you. Thanks so much. Thanks for more of our conversation with Mr. Beck. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.